Fanomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I want to talk to you a little bit about sound levels. What? That's not a good way to start off the show. Fine, then I'll start off the show by telling you that I have managed to snag an incredible interview for today. Dale Jepson. Now, I know to a lot of listeners that name may not necessarily ring a bell, uh, but to me, there's a historical uh, sort of interest there, uh, and it's it's a great, great interview, and it's something the likes of which you're, you're not going to hear. And honestly, I don't know how many of these Mr. Jepson is going to do. So I'm super excited to get to that. But of course, I have to record an intro first, and part of recording that intro is figuring out why the heck my sound levels were so low. I've been sitting here the last few episodes, kind of noticed that uh, my my speech didn't seem as loud, like my vocals, whatever, didn't seem quite as loud as I felt like they should be. And as many of you may know, I am no computer expert. I am not a technology wizard, much like Dale Jepsen himself. But I, I poked around a little bit, and I found out that my microphone level was set at 48 instead of 100. So I cranked it up to 100, and hey, everything not only sounds louder, but better. And in some cases, louder is better. Once again, bringing it back to today's guest, Dale Jepson of Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks. All right, enough about that for now, because I do have to do a proper intro. An intro Point number one is always going to be, hey, if you want to help us out, go to NeedlessThingsSite.com, click on that Amazon box at the top right of the page. You don't have to buy the stuff that's in that box, but you do have to click on that box to go to Amazon to buy stuff and help out Needless Things. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and if you're like me and you buy a whole bunch of stuff from Amazon because the free shipping is great and because the prices tend to be better than anywhere else and because they've got all kinds of cool features like pantry and uh, the whole whatever the restocking thing is called, I can't even remember what the dash buttons now that they have. I, I Like I said, I'm not a technology guy. I can't keep up. But I bet you guys can. I bet you're smart enough cats to go on Amazon through NeedlessThingsSite.com and buy all your stuff. We get a little kickback every time, and it doesn't cost you any extra. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, I want to tell you uh, about something that happened on SupportPhantom.com. Now, this is this is not entirely a plug for my Patreon. It sort of is. But uh, I, I feel like some explanation is due, and I'm going to give it to everybody and not just my patrons. I posted uh, episode 15 of the patron cast, which is exclusive to Patreon supporters, $5 and up. Uh, they get podcasts more than monthly. And the last one is an interview that I conducted for the Needless Things podcast with a band called Round Your Spock. Now... That is an interview a little bit different from the one uh, with Dale Jepson today in that I couldn't ever make it make enough sense to post here. Uh, it, it just, there, there's, it's, it's crazy. It's craziness and chaos and things happen that make it not work and there's awkwardness, but there's also tons of, of hilarity and fun. Uh, I just couldn't ever trim it to the point where it was a cohesive episode of the show. 
So, uh, it was perfect as an exclusive, uh, kind of treat. And, and it is hilarious. I mean, you, you guys, I really do think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, if you go to supportphantom.com and sign up and then you can hear all of the patron casts, not just this round ear Spock episode that I've put up as a, a special treat for those guys. So, so if you're so inclined, go check out supportphantom.com and see what you think of that. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you all about Santa Clarita diet. Now I've been on the Santa Clarita diet for 30 days. I'm just kidding. That's not an actual diet. It's a show starring Drew Barrymore, Timothy Oliphant, and, and a slew of delightful guest stars. It's on Netflix, and this is not like a paid plug or anything. This is an addiction. Me and the missus sat down and powered through the whole season of this thing in a couple of nights, which for us, uh, with kids and my shitty work schedule, and now she's got a regular work schedule as opposed to, to having just going into the comic shop whenever she could, uh, it's tougher to have time together. So we got through all 10 episodes of the first season of Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix in a couple of nights, and it's fantastic. And I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to buy it if they put it out on disc, and I hope that it has like features and all kinds of stuff. But this Monday on Needless Things, I wrote up a spoiler-free, um, not so much a review, but just my thoughts and I guess reasons you should watch it kind of thing. I, I called it a review anyway, because what else are you going to call it? But I, I highly recommend this show. Uh, if you guys like humor, if you like gore, now, and that I will caution you, because I've already been told a couple of times, hey, Phantom, you kind of didn't put over how gory this, it's disgusting. It's almost like dead alive levels of gore. Uh, so if you've got a weak stomach, it, maybe it's not for you, but but if you like humor and you like violence, uh, well, it's not even violence. It, it is just gore. Uh, go check it out. And then I had a friend of mine who I thought was a little stronger stomached than than she turned out to be. Said that after one particular scene in the first episode, that she was done. That she couldn't handle that. So so that's a sign. She and she's a she's a horror fan. Like she, that's that's her thing. She goes to horror conventions and stuff, but this was too much for her. So take that as a warning, but also as a recommendation, if you have not already checked out Santa Clarita Diet, uh, I highly recommend it. Okay, another thing that went up on the site in the past couple of weeks, I think it was last week, as I reviewed the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn figure from Bandai, their SH Figure Arts line. I, I think I said that right. And I just today... Got Metacom's Miracle Action Figure Express or whatever it is. They're Mathex. If you're a figure person, you know this. Uh, they're Joker. And I'll tell you right now, the fig figure arts is better than Mathex from my experience with these two. Now I've got the Mathex Harley coming probably next week. So I'll have a direct comparison for you guys. But uh, so far, if, if, if you're in this for the toys, so far, Bandai is putting out a better product. And speaking of toys, next week is going to be our special Toy Fair extravaganza where I rally the needless things irregulars. Uh, we cover everything that happens at Toy Fair, which is going on this weekend. And uh, we will give you an episode next Friday talking about all of the coolest stuff that happened at Toy Fair. And finally, I want to tell you about the event that we're going to be talking about in today's interview. Uh, it is Dale Jepsen and the Nighthawks, Elzig, 
and the casket creatures at the Mule Camp Tavern in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, that's February 25th. It's a Saturday night. You can go on Facebook, and uh, if you look up Mule Camp, or you look up Casket Creatures, or you look up Dale Jepson, or you look up Elzig, uh, you will find this event, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. This is the first time Dale Jepson has ever played in Georgia, uh, and it's the first live show with Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks in 30, almost 40 years, I guess? If I'm doing my math right, in about 40 years, close to 40 years, uh, they're, they're missing, they're down a guitarist, because he's on house arrest, which we'll talk about uh, during the interview, but uh, this is something not to be missed. I, I can't wait to see it. And also, stick around after the interview, I've got a special treat for you that you are literally not going to be able to hear anyth- anywhere else. This is a Needless Things podcast exclusive uh, that, that hasn't, as far as I know, hasn't been released in any form. Uh, it, it's sort of mine. Uh, you'll find out. So for now, listen to the interview, dig into Dale Jepson and what he's all about, and then be sure you stick around after. I've got a very special treat today, uh, something with, with some history and, and some weight here on the show. And for me personally, uh, a guest that, honestly, I, I didn't even know, like there's so much mystique here. Uh, well, we'll get into the story during the interview because I want to go ahead and get right down to things. But uh, Dale Jepson, welcome to the Needless Things podcast. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm out here uh, trying to trying to make a buck and, and reclaim our uh, our stardom and fame. Well, and that's that's an important aspect of what we're going to be talking about today. And and I want to make sure the listeners know your history and and the the rich uh, background that you're bringing to music right now. But before, what what I usually do is talk about how I first. Uh, came across our guest or, or my first experience uh, with whatever it is they do. And it's kind of a weird story with you because like 10 or 12 years ago when my parents were moving out of their house, the one that I grew up in, uh, my dad gave me this dual deck uh, tape player, like one of the old school stereo style ones. Nice, nice. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like the wood grain and the silver finish and everything on it. And Very- I've had a couple of them. Uh, well, and along with that, uh, they were just cleaning all the old stuff out of the house. There was this box of cassettes, and I don't know, I, like, I assume that they were mine, uh, but it was just this mix of stuff, and, and there was this one cassette in there that was, like, unmarked except for on the front of it in whiteout, it said Jepson. And... I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where it came from, but I put it in and this was like blown. Yeah, dude. Well, it's like 37 minutes of something like I'd never heard before, because I mean, by that point, you know, this was, I was like 30 years old or so when this happened and I, I had kind of listened to all different kinds of music, 
but I had never heard anything like what turned out to be Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks. Yeah, man, you know, we pride ourselves on a, you know, unique style. You know, we try to do things a little bit different. You know, we, like, if you listen to what we do, it's unlike anything else that's out there, man. You know, we're, you know, we ain't just some, you know, bunch of bumblefucks on the side of the street, man. We're actually playing some kick-ass rock and roll, a little bit of metal in there. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it runs the gambit, you know? Oh, it, it does. I mean, it, it's completely different. But what was frustrating for me was all I had to go on was that cassette with the whiteout you know, name on it, you know, I didn't even know until recently that this was Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks. Uh, and, yeah, and- yeah. I, I added the and the Nighthawks thing to make them guys feel better. Uh, you know, Possum kept getting pissed off about it. But, I mean, originally it was just Dale Jepson. So you may have some of the early tracks, man. You may have some eBay gold right there. Well, it's um, entirely possible. I'd, I've got to get this thing digitized and put on the computer. What kind of what kind of songs you got? You got uh, you got any uh, Wampus Cat? Wampus Cat. That was our biggest hit. Wampus Cat is okay. I'm trying to think what the choruses are because it's all like the way that it came across to me. It's almost like a concept album type of thing. Like just the way that it all flows. But Absolutely. yeah, Wampus Cat is definitely a term that that I'd never heard before and came directly off of that cassette tape. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's the yeah, exactly. It's the one. It's like Womp, Wampus Cat. It's got a cause on me. Yeah, Holy kind of, shit. Yeah, Dude, man, that just happened on my show. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Know, it must be real exciting for you. But, you know, I mean, if you think about it, man, I mean, you know, that album was like unlike anything everybody ever heard before in their life. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was raucous. It was raunchy. It was dirty. It was from the South. And, you know, it's everything rock and roll should be. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But what, what drove me crazy about it, though, is I had nothing to go on. I didn't know, like, I, I went into music stores, because at the time, you don't, like, people talk about the internet being great, but there was nothing better than back in the day being able to go into, like, a mom-and-pop music store and ask them about an artist, and now you can't really do that anymore, and the internet was no fucking help, man. I mean, you you are almost, like, incognito online, up until yeah. recently. We tried to upload our album, man, but it wouldn't fit in the damn disk drive. And I'm not really quite sure what the hell we're supposed to do about it. I guess you got to hire somebody. Yeah, there. I mean, there are people that can help you guys with that. And now that you're looking to expand the brand, uh, you know, you can definitely get people on this because as soon as as soon as this music gets out, you're gonna have people calling you up. But I, I want to tell you, uh, I'm of all things, and I guess this is the one thing Facebook is good for. I found you guys through a Facebook event. Because, oh, yeah, you're you're uh, you're playing here in Atlanta, which, which it's one of those things that blew my mind because it's almost like uh, you, you have you know you find you come across some old thing, and then years later you're like, oh shit, this is I, I'd forgotten about this. You put it in, and and uh, and a bunch of things happen at once. And I listened to this cassette again. I found this event on Facebook where you're playing. On February 25th, this Sunday, in Gainesville, Georgia, with actually some buddies of mine, the Casket Creatures, and uh, and also with Elzig, which uh, I I don't even know if you know this because you're coming in from out of town, but Elzig is like a fucking combination of Elvis Presley and Danzig. Well, I love me some Elvis, man. I'm all about that. Um, yeah, we're actually we're, it's next Saturday, it's the 25th, and um, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, man. We got fucking tricks, man. 
We thought we were playing Atlanta. They told us it was going to be some big fancy venue, these casket critters, the basket weavers, whatever the hell they are. We were told that we were going to be playing some badass fucking venue, like badass lights and all that stuff, and, you know, like arena seating. And, like, you know, it was supposed to be like the old days, like back when Wampus Cat came out and we were fucking kicking ass, taking names. And, uh, you know, I feel like we got kind of betrayed. But at the same time, they promised us a good Garante. Brent Hackles, our guitar player, he told us he got a good Garante for us. He told me that was Spanish for they're going to pay us a shitload of money as soon as we walk in the fucking door. Yeah, I, th- I th- well, I think so. I mean, you guys, you're the the word is getting out there. People understand the name value of of Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks. So, uh, I, you know, I think you're going to draw some dollars out to the Mule Camp Tavern. And you're right; that is Saturday night, the 25th of February. Which, yeah. which when this goes up, uh, th- this will be uh, a week from tomorrow. Oh man, I don't even understand that, but that's cool. Well, so. That you know, so it's exciting for me that all of these things have kind of come together as they do sometimes. And I'm gonna fucking see you guys live in person. And I I sent a message out to the event page, and uh, I, I was directed to your to your phone number, and we hooked up, and now we're talking, and it's blowing my mind. And uh, man, I just uh, this is crazy that we're recording. Uh, an interview that I'm talking to Jail, Dale Jepson right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. That, that was the other thing I was going to talk to you about. I only got a few hours left on this uh, this AOL disc right here. And honestly, man, I, I don't have all fucking day to jibber-jabber and talk bullshit. I just want to plug the show. I know how the game works. I know that we need to you know, promote with this radio station in Atlanta, uh, the Phantom Things. We got to promote our, our show, and we got to make some, some shit happen so people get asses and seats. That's what they told us to get asked to the seats. So, um, I mean, you know, let's go ahead and get this interview started. So, whenever you're ready, let's just go ahead and, and knock it out and, and get done with it. Oh, we're we're we've we've been talking for for a few minutes. We're we're ten minutes into this thing now. Shit! All right. Yeah, dude. We're hey, we're making good use of the time, and I understand you've got okay. You got a lot going on. From what I understand, you guys are it's working. What what was that? I'm a busy man. Oh yeah, I uh, I know you are because you guys are you're putting together new music now, aren't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're writing a new song right now called "Marred Up." We're gonna have T-shirts at the show, and it's just about being all marred up and about living life and and getting beaten down and 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 coming back up, you know, and kicking ass. And also, there's a lot of references to my my heritage, my my Native American heritage. Which, if you know anything about Dale Jefferson Nighthawks, that's a big part of our sound. And our lifestyle is my heritage. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that for sure because I've noticed the uh, the Dreamcatcher iconography is is present in a lot of the materials that you've got up online. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about. Well, where are you right now? Well, right now I'm in Austin, Texas, and none of the other bands showed up, so I'm here doing this by myself. Um, and uh, yeah, Dreamcatchers—they catch your dreams. They're fucking fantastic and fancy, and you can get them usually at truck stops. Or about six nine nine, so that's good. You know, that's good to know. Um, that's some good information for your podcast. And uh, other than that, I mean, you know, it's a big deal to me because I'm, I'm about you know one twelfth Choctaw Indian. And um, actually, it's weird. I it, I became one twelfth Choctaw Indian later in life because I got in a four wheeling accident and I had a blood transfusion from a Native American man. So you know, I kind of inherited the the Native American bloodline. And, uh, you know, I show off my, my heritage 
with you know turquoise necklaces and wolf t-shirts and and stuff like that that like really represents uh you know where where i came from that's beautiful man i think so too thank you what uh after receiving this transfusion it sounds like you had a real drive to investigate uh your your new heritage what uh has that affected your music at all yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I've come a little bit closer with my wolf spirits and my my spirit animals, and uh, you know, I think I understand their their trials and tribulations that they went through, and you know, that goes into the music a lot. You know, uh, like we got a song called Roadhead, you know, and it's about you know having a rough day, which the Native Americans had because we took their damn country, and uh, you know, and then it's about you know getting blown in the front seat, you know. Sure. Yeah. That that's that totally which is makes good sense for everybody if you think about it. Absolutely. I think a lot of the world's problems could be solved if we could all get uh, blowjobs in the front seat. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the other thing is, man, I want to talk about, you know, like I, I love America. You know, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, Native American, but, you know, I love America, man. I think it's great. I think out of the two Americas, we're by far the best. You know, you got your south and you got your north. I think, you know, the north one's way better. I don't even know anything cool happening in the southern one. But that being said, the southern part of North America is even better. So that's, you know, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, I mean, that's that's my point. As far as I know, the only thing great that happens in South America are those huge rock festivals that Iron Maiden headlines all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen those. 200,000 people, goddamn. We're now, getting there, getting there. How, what, what about Maiden? What do you think of Iron Maiden? fucking love them, man. I mean, I'm a metal fan, man. I, I love that shit. You know, I mean, we've been writing music since, you know, 1978. But, I mean, you know, I love that shit, man. You know, we, we're playing some Sabbath at the show, man. You come out to the show, we're playing a little bit of Sabbath. Uh, no Maiden, but, you know, I think Maiden should just do Maiden. That's my opinion. Well, nobody can do it like they do. I mean, they, they oh, are they're the kings of technical metal. Who can fucking do that? Yeah, and who want to, man? They're great at it. So... Aside from from Maiden and Sabbath, what what are your well? First of all, let's talk about Austin a little bit. How'd you end up in Austin? Were you born there? Or did you did you end up moving there? How did that go down? Yeah, man. You know, I was born here. You know, grew up. You know, I had a working class family, and you know, I I decided to start a band. And you know, like when I was a little kid, I'd just be singing. You know, all the time, I'd just be singing. You know, singing songs, uh, singing a little. You know, you know, all, all sorts of like Black Ark, Arkansas, and. You know, shit like that, and people were like, "God damn, man, that kid's that kid's good, man. He's got a voice." You know, God damn. And I was like, "Shit, yeah, I got a voice." And you know, I just stuck with it, man. I kept going, and people kept telling me how fucking good I was, and I was like, "God damn right, I am good." Because that's part of it, man. You got to fucking own it. So I mean, you know, I just kept it going, and then I finally found a group of fucking degenerates that decided to join my band, and uh, you know, here we are. Those are the Nihawks. Which I can get into if you want to know a little bit about them. I don't know why you would, but no, I think we should talk just just because they're going to be there and and people are going to want to be prepared for what they're going to see. Tell me a little bit about the Nighthawks and and how you guys got together. Off, some of them are going to be there. Brent Hackles, his goddamn bitch wife won't let him go. He's got eight kids and he's on fucking you know he's got a goddamn uh, thing on his on his leg. Where was that called? A tumor. He can't leave the house. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, but, you know, Brent Hackles, man, you know, he's, he's a great fucking guitarist, man, but, I mean, you know, he's got more, more fucking problems than you can imagine, man. You know, he's got, 
He's got shit tons of ex-wives, you know, and, like, he can't always make it to shows. And his goddamn bitch-ass wife, Tammy, right now, she she won't let him get, you know, go anywhere. And he's got the fucking thing on his fucking leg, which I feel like we could get around. But, uh, you know, he's all fucked up. So, you know, we got Ernest Culpepper, our other guitarist, man. He's going to fucking cover it. So should be good. Should be good to go. Uh, on bass, we got Possum. I don't even, I don't even know if he's got a last name, honestly, man. But he, he you know, he likes huffing paint. He likes setting things on fire, and he can play the bass. So, you know, I think he's pretty good. Um, Ricky Whitlock, he's our drummer. You know, he's a fucking poon hound, but, you know, he'll he'll play drums time to time. And, uh, you know, he knows about half the songs. He wasn't the original drummer, but, you know, he joined a little later, and, he you know, he, he does what he can. Now, I got a, a press kit from, I, I guess, from your, your tour manager, maybe. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, J- Jackson Gravel. It, yeah, it was just it was a a duct taped up paper bag with with a VHS cassette in it. That sounds like Jackson. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh and it had you know a couple of pictures of the band which was really cool to get. Like I said, I I mean I hadn't even seen you guys before. So I I had I had heard this incredible music, but I never knew, you know how you you hear Metallica and you know what they fucking look like. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, having um, yeah. did, 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 were those pictures signed? Uh, no, they were not signed. Oh, okay. Jackson was supposed to sign them, make you feel better, you know? Oh, okay. I got you. Well, that's fine. I, I mean, there, do any of that fucking bullshit, honestly. There, there was, uh, there was a Polaroid and then a couple of, of printouts, uh, they, they were just on regular paper, uh, of the band, like, I guess a press shot. And yeah. Then, and, right. and then there was a picture of a deer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, yeah that's that's a, the wampus deer. Okay. That's a whole that's a whole different thing, man. That's a whole different animal, literally. Well, and but I finally had a picture to put to the music, and and it was just wonderful to see that. Now, is this the original lineup? Like, are these the guys that recorded Wampus Cat, or, or have you kind of moved through some different musicians over the years? Well, man, me, me and Brent Hackles wrote all the songs originally, man. You know, we started out, and we had, you know, a whole slew of different people join the band. And, uh, you know, me and Brent were actually, we were abducted by aliens in the in the late 70s. And we we got what you call missing time. Oh, you know, man. Like, yeah, like, we, we, we have some momentum going with the band, man. We were, like, fucking, you know, killing it, man. And then, you know, we, uh, we got abducted. Uh, we're out in the cornfield. And we got fucking abducted. It was, it was after a gig. We got drunk in a cornfield, and uh, we got abducted. And then whenever we we came back, man, it was the you know it was like the eighties, and and shit was different. And you know it took us a while to reform, but we're back. We're back. The so with uh, alien abduction is is kind of a I wouldn't say it's an interest of mine. It's it's a fear of mine, as a matter of fact. So you've you've been God, through that. Was a fear of mine too, man. What especially after that shit. What do you remember of that time? I mean, were did did you see little little gray men? Did you? Yeah, yeah, man. We got a song about it, uh, Blood Farmers from Outer Space, and uh, you know, me, me and uh, you know, me and Brent Hackles were getting drunk after a show, and we were abducted, and they were they were after our blood. You know, that's the thing, man. They were they they sensed that you know I was one eighth Choctaw, and uh, they they you know, and Brent was just there. And they realized that, you know, they could harvest our blood, you know, because we've got so much power and integrity and fucking, you know, prowess. So, you know, they, they just, they, they took us and they harvested our blood over a period of years. And, you know, when we came back, you know, like 
our band didn't want anything to fucking do with us, man. They're like, who, you know, who the fuck are you, man? And I ain't seen you guys in years. And, you know, that's also, that's also why we don't look old as fuck. So, you know? Oh, yeah. That makes, that makes sense. And, and you know what? To those guys, cause, you know, you're looking at the late seventies when, a lot of rock and rollers kind of just dropped out and vanished off the face of the earth. They flaked out. You know, your typical rock band way into, way into drugs and bullshit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we lost a lot of great bands to just fucking off. Whereas you guys and, and it wasn't our fault, man. It was the, they came from the sky, man. I, yeah. They took my career from me, man. You know, and we're trying to bring it back your career yeah. and your blood. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a goddamn Lily. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a mess, but you know, we're, we're trying to pick up the pieces and, and come back. Like I said, we got missing time. You know, I, I'm not even 100% sure if it only happened once, honestly. Um, you know, it's a bit of a haze, but you know. Well, an it's, experience it, like yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's gotta be disorienting and, and, uh, you know, you're not, you're not, I don't care how tough you are. I don't care what kind of life you lived. You're never ready for something like that. No, no way. So you, you actually, because of this Choctaw blood that you ended up with, ended up as a target, but you got to move past that. You got to keep on rocking and rolling because I'll tell you right now, I think this country needs Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks now more than ever. Absolutely, man. We're going to unite them. You know, that's the thing. You know, like we we have, uh, you know, we've tried for years to uh, to get something back off the ground, and you know, we I guess we I don't want to say we caught a break, but you know, we uh, we got hit up by these you know basket weavers, and they told us that they're gonna you know put on a show with us. They believed in us, and they you know they cared about what we do, and uh, you know they're giving us a shot. You know, they told us it was Atlanta, and apparently it's in Gainesville, but you know we're gonna make do, and uh, you know hopefully everybody will show up and. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody won't be uh, huffing painting for a show. Well, I, it's entirely possible they will, but you know that that's just that's Gainesville, man. That's that's just yeah. how it is. That's what I hear. So Saturday, yeah, I, I visited I visited Georgia a few times. I got I got a little bit of family here. I had one of my cousins. He got involved in a chicken fight, but he he lost he lost the chicken fight. He was actually like he was one of the competitors. Oh, he was actually fighting yeah. chickens. Yeah, yeah, he was, he wasn't like fighting two chickens. He was fight, he was fist fighting chickens. And, uh, man, I mean, you know, he got pecked in the neck and, uh, he bled out and, you know, he died. Holy and shit. And then we got come, yeah, I got to come back up here to Georgia and, and bury his ass, you know? Oh, so that's why, that's why you guys are going to be in town for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know, old Eustace, he's a good fella, but, you know, he should have been fighting chickens, you know? That, yeah, yeah. That's just what they say. Uh, that's that's words words of wisdom right there. Absolutely. Uh, and and from what I understand, uh, and I don't I don't know how well you know the casket creatures, but two of those guys, uh, Ryan and Derek, have their own podcast that they've uh, they they delve into the paranormal, into Sasquatch and Loch Ness monster and aliens and all that kind of shit. And yeah, all that all that shit's real. I mean, it, you know, if you live out in Texas. You see some weird fucking shit. Have now, you ever seen a chupacabra? Yeah, man. I dude, I saw one the I saw one the other day, man. I mean, like those things are running all over. They're like, you know, hairless hairless fucking dogs, man. You know, running around sucking goats and, and fucking whatever else. What kind of livestock they can get? See, yeah, that's, man, they're out. 
that's why I've, I've always felt like goat sucker was a misnomer because I feel like the chupacabra will, will go after anything it can get its little hands on. Oh, absolutely. It'll, those little grubby bastards, man, they'll fucking get anything they want, man. Anything with blood, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna suck. So the, the, you know, I'm pals with the casket creatures, but they're, they're rock stars. And, you know, sometimes they've got a lot of shit going on, just like you do. And I, I respect that. So you don't always get the full story, but what I, I, I feel like what happened is in their investigations into the paranormal is kind of how they came across you and, and your story with, with their, uh, looking into UFOs and alien abductions and whatnot. Like, I feel like it was almost a case of kismet that they came across the name Dale Jepson. Is that how you guys hooked up? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, they talked to me, you know, they wanted to reach out to me about the abduction and they wanted to reach out to me about my experience with wampus cats, you know, with their mythological cats that hide in the weeds and they, uh, they rise up and, and swipe at you, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, you know, they, they got to messaging me about that shit and, you know, I, I, I talked to them and, uh, you know, they're pretty cool guys, you know. So, I, I don't, I don't agree with wearing makeup before a show, but, you know, whatever. Well, you I'm, gotta have, you gotta have a thing. Like, uh, you, you gotta have a gimmick to draw people in. You gotta have that, that thing that if, cause look, not everybody's Dale Jepson. Yeah. I mean, our thing is just kicking ass and taking names, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I've got the, the mask just to get people to look at me. The casket creatures do the, the corpse paint just to get that first look. And then once they get the first look, you're drawn in. But, you know, not, not everybody has that jail, uh, Dale Jepson, uh, that, that magnetism that you have. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, cause you had mentioned when you were a kid, you were just singing all the time, all the time. But. Absolutely. Where, I mean, where does that charisma come from? Was that just there from the start? How did you develop that? Cause I, I as I mentioned, uh, your, your tour manager sent me the, the care package with the VHS tape in it, which had like a, a song and a half from one of your shows from, I think it was 79. And I, I've just that stage presence that you've got. Do you feel like you just had that from the start or did it take years of performing? To kind of put together what you what you've got when you're behind the microphone. No, man, I, I just look at it. You know, it's it's a lot simpler than you think it is. You know, like you know, if I'm up there and I'm rocking ass, and you know, I don't I don't know what to do or what to say. I just go yeah, you know, or or, or I go uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like I dropped a hammer on my toe, something like that, you know, or or maybe I just go. God damn! You know that—that's been one of my catchphrases. Because I, I, you know, I am a little—I'm a little religious, so I don't say you know God damn, but you know I say God, God damn with the T. That's very and, respectful. Yeah, that—that that keeps me, you know. So I'm good with the big man upstairs, you know. I feel like your Choctaw ancestors would respect that as well. Absolutely, you know. I just go, you know. So you get up on stage, and you know you. Yeah, you just scream, God damn! And then, you know, you sing songs about, you know, uh, getting sucked off and, and, you know, fucking partying and, you know, about wampus cats and people love it, man. I don't know how to explain it. It's just natural. Well, I feel in, in talking to you the short time we've been talking, I, I sense that you're a man that, that has ended up with a lot of responsibility because you have not only the legacy of your Choctaw ancestry, 
but also your your devotion to God and your devotion to rock and roll. I, I feel okay. like I feel like you've got a lot of heavy weights on your shoulders. How do you deal with it, man? Man, you know it's tough. But you know, one time we were playing the show, and uh, you know, a guy came up to me and he was like, he was like, "Man, Dale, J- Dale Jefferson, Dale Jefferson." I was like, "Yeah, man, you stop, you stop yelling. I'm right here." And he was like, "Man, he's like, you guys are wilder than wolf pussy." And I was like, "Shit, man, he's right. You know, we put on a goddamn wild show, man. It's not, it's not like anything else anybody's ever done before." And you know, that's our our burden, and we're willing to do it. You know, for the rest of our goddamn lives, we're gonna we're gonna put on a wild ass show and and have a lot of fun, and you know, and people fucking love it. So you're kind of testing the waters then because you, you, you know, you're going to be in Atlanta, uh, for, for a funeral. But while you're here, you, you've, you're fulfilling your duty to rock and roll basically by playing a yeah, show. You got to get out there, man. You can't just stay in your, your area. You know, you can't stay in your comfort zone. You know, I can't, I could just play little dive bars in Austin the rest of my life. But, you know, fuck that, man. You know, we got to. We gotta we gotta spread our wings, and for some reason we chose somewhere halfway across the fucking country. But whatever. Well, and like and and if this show goes over like I think it's going to go over, I think you guys are going to set fucking Gainesville on fire. Uh, I'll tell you right now, and that's not blowing smoke up your ass. That's my honest opinion. Man, that's, I mean, that's my opinion too, man. I think that, you know, it's going to be good. We got some new songs we're debuting, you know, and, uh, I think that's going to be real cool for everybody. We got, uh, you know, a song called Big Tit Witch Bitch, which that one, it's about my first experience with love making. Well, it's not, I, I can't say it's about me, but it's about my first experience with love making to, to a golf girl. You know, like I was, you know, I was, I was getting drunk at a bar and I walked over to the mall and there's a hot topic. And, uh, you know, this, this fine lady walked out of there and, you know, I took her home and, uh, we got to making love. And, uh, you know, man, I, I woke up with a, a, a fiery sensation in my crotch. And, uh, you know, it's about how, you know, STDs are bullshit and she's, she's a goddamn witch. She put a curse on me. Now, how do you feel? Because when you guys got picked up, uh, by the aliens, there wasn't any such thing as it was shit. There probably weren't even that many malls, uh, but there certainly wasn't any hot topic. What were, what were your first thoughts when you first saw hot topic? Man, it was a culture shock, man. I don't understand anything that's in there. Uh, I don't really get it, but you know, I mean, there's some hot chicks over there. I'll, I'll admit. Right, right, and that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the thing, really. I mean, there's no. There's not anything in there a self-respecting guy is going to buy or wear, but there are some nice-looking ladies in Hot Topic. Yeah, man, and that's the only reason to go there. Absolutely. Just don't let them put a curse on you. So with with this obligation to rock and roll, you get to Gainesville, the show kicks ass. Are we finally going to get the world tour that I think we all need, we all deserve? Because, look, America... We're in a tough spot right now. Everybody hates everybody. Everybody's loud. Everybody's yelling. Everybody's angry. But I feel like Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks can provide the salve to to heal all wounds. I feel like 
if we can just get you guys on the road, if we can just expose your magic to to all the troubles that everybody's experiencing right now, that that at the very least the waters can be calmed a little bit and maybe everyone can start seeing eye to eye. Are are, are we possibly in for a big time Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks tour? Well, man, you know, we've been called legends, and I I agree. I agree with that. We are legends. And, you know, I, I think that's the plan, man. I think we're going we're gonna to do it, man. I think we're going to go big. I think we're going to see how this Gainesville show goes. And, uh, you know, we're going to get a fat paycheck, and, and then we're just going to take it to the top, baby. Are there any bands that, because, I mean, I'll be honest, there, there are some acts out there uh, – that that I would probably only because you guys haven't been on the scene for the past thirty years or so. There's some acts out there that I would say uh, could probably co-headline with you guys. Uh, acts like Metallica, acts like we talked about before, Iron Maiden. Are there any bands out there that you think uh, you you could you know be on a ticket with that you could? bring to to the game that you play yeah man you know i think uh you know i'd love to i love to tour with uh, black oak arkansas i know they're still around and they're from my day but you know they're one of my favorites and uh i mean other than that you know black Sabbath just wrapped up the tour kind of a bummer um but you know i love uh i love down i love phil and selmo so that'd be a good one hank three that's a good one Man, that you just you just nailed down a fucking dream show. Hank Williams the third, Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks, and down or, or really any of Phil Anselmo's projects. That that would crush it, man. Yeah, man, that's the plan. You know, we just keep keep running. You know, people keep loving what we're doing, stay wild and wolf pussy, and just keep it going, man. Well, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, th- this has been an absolute treat, just getting to talk to you. And, and finally, after all these years, uh, you know, I can't say I've solved the mystery of Dale Jepson because you you bring so much to the table. We barely even scratched the surface of what you've got going on. But the bottom line here is that Saturday, February 25th, uh, at the Mule Camp Tavern in Gainesville, uh, Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks are going to rock people's fucking faces off. Before we cut this thing out, what can we expect? I mean, this, because you guys haven't played together in I don't even know how many years. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to melt faces? Man, I mean, we got, we got quite a set plan. You know, we're, you know, unfortunately we're opening, which I think is, you know, kind of ridiculous, but, Man, we got quite the show planned for you guys, man. We got we got some classics, you know. We're playing, you know, a lot of the stuff off Wampus Cat, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna make it wild, man. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time, and uh, you know, I, I think I think people are gonna like it, especially from what I hear about the people in Gainesville. They're they're all kind of people. Well, and that's I, when I saw that you guys were opening, I kind of questioned that a little bit, but that you know, uh, un- yes. uh, unfortunately. The position you're in, you kind of have to to work your way back up the top. But I don't think it's going to take you any time at all to do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what I think. We'll let them uh, cast and creators have their day, and you know we'll see we'll see how how uh, how many people stay for them. You know, as soon as people well, and that's as soon as people get a taste of the Jepson, 
uh, they're going to be hooked. And I, I liken this. Uh, a few years ago, I went to a, a big heavy metal festival type show, and Rob Zombie and Corn were co-headlining. And Does that mean they, they take turns? Well, yeah. They, I, I don't know if they alternated or what the deal was, but they called it co-headlining, I guess, just because of the egos involved. But me and my buddy, you know, we watched the whole show, and then Rob Zombie came on. And Rob Zombie, you know, I don't even know if you're familiar with him, but he puts on a kick-ass big arena fucking show. And Yeah, I, I respect what he does, and that's what we used to do, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get back to that level. Well, but, and uh, I, you know, and I'll be honest, and, and the musical style is nothing alike, but I hear uh, traces of Dale Jepsen in Rob Zombie's music. Like, there's definitely, you know, I think you, I, I, I feel the spirit of the One Eighth Choctaw in some of the stuff that he does. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, they're. That's the thing, you know. That's what we're we're coming back because a lot of people don't realize a lot of a lot of stuff that you're into was inspired by Dale Jepsen and Nighthawks, and you're going to hear every bit of it. Well, and that's an interesting thing about like you know Hollywood and celebrities and big 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 music movers and stuff. Like, there's so much stuff that the public at large isn't even aware of that those guys are into and influenced by. And if you sit down. And, you know, if, if you've got a brain in your head, if you sit down and you listen to Wampus Cat and then you listen to Rob Zombie or you listen to Power Man 5000 or you listen to Down or you Pantera or any of those bands, you're going to hear that influence from Dale Jepsen and the Nighthawks. Well, at the time, just Dale Jepsen. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's painfully obvious in some cases, but, you know. I try not to let it get to me, you know, imitations, the sincerest form of a badassery or something. I don't know. But, but my point was my buddy and I sat there and we watched Rob Zombie and his kick-ass fucking set. And when Zombie finished up, we were like, you know what? We, we don't need to see corn. This is enough. Rob Zombie rocked our faces off. I want to go home feeling this rock and roll fucking incredibleness and I'll, I'll be honest with you i feel like the same thing and this is no this is not discrediting the casket creatures in any way because i love those guys i love their music i love what they do but i gotta tell you i wouldn't be surprised at all if after Je- dale jepson and the nighthawks are done with their set that place clears out because everybody has had their rock and roll orgasm for the night yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, people are going to clear out of there real fast. But, you know, that being said, you know, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be the bigger man. And I'll, I, see what they got. I'll see what they got going on. And I, I definitely think you should because I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, those guys are fantastic, but I do think they could benefit from a little mentorship from Dale Jepson. I think you have so much to offer. And, and really, even more than just – giving the world a chance to experience Dale Jepsen live in that kind of venue, I think you have so much to teach the current generation of musicians. I think, uh, you know, your raw style, what you bring to the table ha- has been lost to a certain extent. And I think if, if you could almost offer kind of a mentorship to a lot of the bands that are out there today, uh, I think music would benefit greatly because we've we've lost a certain 
uh, realness, rawness, uh, you know, with everything being digital now and everybody listening to Spotify and all these streaming services, the bands today aren't playing to real life like they used to. And I feel like if there's anything that can be said about Dale Jepsen, Dale Jepsen is fucking real life. Absolutely, man. You know, like all our stuff's real, you know, real raw. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily rehearse. You know, we, we just go out there and we rock ass and we know, we know what we're doing. We know what we're trying to do and we just have a good fucking time doing it. And, you know, people respect that and it's original and it's, it's a lot of fucking fun. Well, I've taken up way too much of your time already. I tried to close this thing out a few minutes ago, and then I kept going. Mr. Jepson, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Needless Things podcast. I cannot wait to see you guys next week. Uh, I, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to prepare for the show other than to just down as much liquor as I can and be ready for some true power. That's, that's probably a good call. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably the best call. You know, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drink at least three bottles of cough syrup before I even get near the stage. So can we find you guys anywhere online other than the uh, Dale? You're, you're on Facebook, and I understand that that was a move uh, from your tour manager, put you up on Facebook. Yeah, but Jack, you, Jack Gravel. But, but you've been, uh, been kind of active on there. I've seen you kind of moving around, looking at some different posts and stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to relate, you know, I'm trying to get, get there with the people that are going to be at our show. So, you know, that's that's what I've been focusing on, man. you got to focus on one thing at a time, and that's what I've been really trying to get on. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's getting there. Um, but, you know, I I'm, I, I, I don't really prefer it, and, I, you know, I'm going to stay away from the other stuff, uh, you know, Instagrams and all, all that mess. That's that's good. I think I think you gotta you gotta kind of dip yourself into one thing at a time. So for the listeners, if you want to go check out uh, Dale Jepson on Facebook or look up uh, go to event uh, look up the event for Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks with the Casket Creatures and Elzig at the Mule Camp Tavern on February twenty fifth. That is I, I I can't recommend it enough. I mean I don't even know what to expect other than awesome, awesomeness. Uh, Mister Jepson, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Phantom. Holy shit, you guys. I can't even get over that. That was awesome. Okay, so I promised you a treat if you stuck around after the interview, and here it is. Uh, as I mentioned, I got uh, a bag from uh, Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks, tour manager, road manager, whatever, whatever it is. And, uh, there, there was no music in there. The, the VHS, I, I couldn't really pull any audio off of that, but I did get a track off of my old Jepson cassette. Uh, so here is the, I, I think the original studio recording of a song that he mentioned during our interview, Roadhead. I uh, hope you enjoy it and I fully expect you'll hear it if you show up for the show on the 25th. Get on my hands, touch your ribs, Jesus is in a 
Now you want to go to the show, don't you? February 25th, Mule Camp Tavern in Gainesville. And not just Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks, but also Elzig, uh, which is a Elvis Presley Danzig crossover act. <laughs> and uh, which honestly isn't too much of a stretch if you think about it. And uh, of course our pals, the Casket Creatures, which Ryan Cadaver is one of the official needless commentators. And you'll be able to hear him. his his choice is coming up next month. Uh, his movie choice, so you'll be able to hear that, and it's it's a movie I've not seen yet, so that one's going to be awesome. Yeah, be sure and check in once a month for our Needless Commentary, and every single Friday, you can find the Needless Things podcast at needlessthingssite.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever, and please go rate it, please share it around with your pals, uh, and if you've got rich pals... Uh, to tell them to go to supportphantom.com and, and there is slightly more content to be had there. Everybody remember that when you go to supportphantom.com, you are supporting the podcast and, uh, the website and, and all of the stuff that I do traveling around to various conventions and whatnot. And, uh, not, not just, you know, all, all the goodies from there are extras. So, uh, yeah, do that. Go to needlessthingsite.com, click on the Amazon block, buy stuff from Amazon. And uh, next week, our Toy Fair coverage. I'm super excited. This year's Toy Fair is going to be fucking bonkers if Mezco's early releases are any indication at all. And uh, then after that, we've got Jolanta coming up. Uh, we've got a Resident Evil episode coming up with just me and Beth. Lots of good stuff always. Uh, every single week, the Needless Things podcast, delivering the goods because I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.